Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hello, podcast listeners. This is James with you again. You're in Season 6 of the One Hope Church Podcasts. Our season theme this year is, Why Did Pat Pick That? And if you're wondering who Pat is... She was a powerful evangelist, a powerful apostle, and voice of the Lord who belonged to our congregation, who left us in her final days before her passing into glory with the Lord Jesus Christ, a number of passages for us to think about and ponder this fall. Well, since Pat's no longer here to answer that question, I guess we're going to have to figure it out all on our own. I'm here bringing this podcast to you from a campsite in Alberta, Banff, to be exact. And it's a little windy, and it's uh, in the middle of a bunch of RVs, so if you hear a generator fire up, uh, that's what that is about. But it is beautiful, and I'm glad to be here. The reading today is Romans 15, verses 7 to 13. And the theme of that reading is acceptance acceptance of one another that's what paul left us with and so when i read that and i I read through it and i thought okay well why did pat pick that and i pondered and i thought and i came to the realization that i have no idea so thanks for listening uh let's pray Ah, it seems you're probably still here. You weren't fooled at all by that. Very well. Uh, I'll have a go at it. Why did Pat pick that? I I do have some ideas. I'm going to walk through this, and then we shall see. So first, uh, the reading itself, um, I think it's interesting that this passage was at the very end of the letter. There's a little bit more after this that's important. For the most part, this is one of the final important thoughts that Paul gives in the in the letter to the Romans. And when we think about that, I mean, that book is full of amazing, super important stuff. And doctrinally, we're just all, all about that letter, right? And yet, this was what he ends with. And usually, people end with the thing they really want you to remember. And so, I'm struck with the idea that Paul, after laying out all this stuff, said, all right, the last thing, though, is I, if you don't get anything else, get this. This is what's important. You need to accept one another. Um, and I think that's that's probably worth heeding here. So in, in a bit of an effort to get at why that is, though, and, and, and what why Pat recommended this or, or wanted us to study this, um, I thought a little bit of background on, on the church in Rome and where it came from and, and what was going on is, is appropriate. And by Church of Rome, I mean the, the Romans that Paul was writing to, not the Church of Rome in the very Catholic sense. Uh, so the Romans, uh, Letter to Romans, uh, was written, I think we believe, in uh, 57 to 58 AD. It was almost certainly before Paul had ever visited Rome, based on uh, both the timeline of Acts and the verses in chapter 16 that, that largely infer that Paul has never met these people, yet he's still giving them all this instruction. 
Uh, we do believe Paul did get to Rome shortly after the letter was written, in around 58, 59 AD, uh, and, and there he was put into his first house arrest. Um, but given that, he wrote these verses near the end of a letter full of a lot of big ideas. Um, so I, I think that's something we should, we should take into account here. Uh, so the first thought is, well, where did this church come from? I mean, what was the church of the Romans, uh, the Christian church there? How did it come about? Um, the Catholics tradition say Peter founded it, but there's not a lot of evidence of that. There's not a lot of names, and, and Paul himself names a lot of people there, and he doesn't even mention Peter. Uh, and there's no evidence that Peter did it. Um, and there's a lot of, and, and we're pretty sure Paul didn't either uh, from the from the discussions we had a moment ago where we know Paul had not been to Rome yet, most likely, and had never met these people, so he did not found it. So where'd they come from? Uh, well, one of the, I think, most likely theories that, that I like is uh, that the church in Rome was founded by Jews who had attended Pentecost in AD 33 and had heard Peter speak uh, at Pentecost, and were among that 3,000 that was converted that day, or maybe the 5,000 that came a few days later, but um, part of that group. Um, and, then, and there's some good evidence of this. For one, we know the, um, that crowd in, from the book of Acts talks about how um, everyone could hear and understand the apostles in their own languages. And so that kind of implies, well, they were from all over the place, and uh, that um, you know, spoke different languages. But more to the point, Acts 2 to 7 talks about strangers from Rome being there. So I kind of like this thought uh, that the Roman, these were Jews from Rome who had come to Jerusalem for the Feast of Pentecost, and they heard Peter speak, and they were convicted and convinced by his message. And so they went back to Rome, and they they planted their Christian church there. And of course, Rome being a largely non-Jew city, probably they probably found most of their believers among the Gentiles. And um, so, so although it was probably founded by Jewish Christians, uh, Gentiles played a large part. And the fact that it was probably founded by Jewish Christians, I think, is also bolstered by the Book of Romans, which is. It contains a lot of references to uh, Jewish history that probably wouldn't make sense to non-Jews. Things like Abraham and the sacrifice of Isaac and his, his, his calling by God and his, his belief being credited as righteousness. So um, clearly there's some Jewish kernel of, of founding there uh, for those messages. But... The church was probably very heavily Gentile by this time. So I think this is a good part of why Paul put this at the end, because here's this church, uh, and, and Paul's personally been through seeing these, these headbutting between the traditional circumcision Jews, as they called them, and, uh, and, and his gospel of grace, and, and the idea that the Jews and the Gentiles are being brought together as one, um, I think Paul really embraced that message, but it, he, he often had to fight to, to get it heard and understood because honestly, there was just a lot of 
bad blood between Jews and Gentiles on both sides uh, that he was trying to overcome. So I think that's one reason why he put this at the end. Uh, and he does two things here that are pretty cool and pretty interesting. First is he puts forth no less than five quotes out of the Old Testament about how this promise is going to bless the Gentiles. All, all of those passages point to that. Uh, so there's a reminder to the Jews, hey, you know, this is a new idea. You know, God has been uh, wanting to save the Gentiles too for all this time. But at the same time, he also makes this statement about Jesus coming to be a servant to the Jews, uh, which, you know, I think my, when I first read it, I thought, well, it's just come to, to save the Jews, right? That's, that's what Matthew says. But I did a little digging and looked up some stuff on the internet, as we often do, and found that the this more accurate way to translate that is as a minister of the circumcision. And that more to the point that Jesus was coming as a servant to the Jews, not, not, to, not to serve them to save them, because there's other passages about Jesus coming to save, that this servant to the Jews was really more about honoring the Jewish law, even though he didn't have to. Uh, for one, Jesus, um, well, allowed himself to be circumcised, right? <laughs> He's the incarnate word of God, and he submitted to that. Uh, he, he allowed himself to be baptized by John the baptizer, even though they have a little kind of back and forth about, well, Jesus doesn't really need this. And Jesus is like, yes, I know, but this is to satisfy all things appropriately. Um, Jesus talks about, talked about um, no food that you take in can make you unclean, but only, you know, what is in your heart. Uh, yet Jews, uh, I mean, let Yet Jesus um, seemed to clearly uh, follow Jewish custom in, in diet. And then lastly, there's his death. It's a very Jewish law death where Jesus dies as a sacrifice similar to or, or really as a fulfillment of the book of Leviticus, chapter 16, Day of Atonement, where the priest would take two goats and cast lots and one would be sacrificed for the Lord and one would be uh, the, the priest would place his hands on it and put all the sins of the people on that goat and then they would drive it out into the wilderness. And Jesus sacrifices really both of those in one. He, he died for our sins. He was sacrificed. And yet all of our sins were also put upon him and he was literally driven, quote, into the wilderness, into the into the darkness, away from everything, uh, to bear all those sins on his own. So where does this, where does this leave us? Um, I, I think the important point is to remember, Jesus was a servant to the Jews for their sake, and also a promise to the Gentiles, who had no other promise. Paul was a Jew, he was a Roman citizen, and he was also the apostle most concerned for the Gentiles. So if anyone knew more about all three of these issues and how they come together and connect, it was him. And here is his most, uh, or his last and, and presumably most important point of instruction to the Romans, to accept one another. Whether you get all the other stuff, he says, almost, implying, whether you get all that or not, the most important thing is accept one another. 
you are now one. And that was clearly so important to him. And we love to focus on all the doctrinal food fights and things like that, because uh, those are fun. But we should consider that the most important thing to Paul was the church was unified. And I think now we know why Pat picked it. Because if there's any person I know who was more about acceptance of every person, every culture, into Christ's grace, it was Pat. Uh, it was her whole life. She was an evangelist and an apostle to the four corners of the earth. And I think she gave us these verses at this point in time, knowing we're going to study Romans, and she wanted to make sure up front we got the most important point of them all. So Paul begged us to accept one another as the ones that Christ came to save, and Pat did too. I think we should probably listen. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this book. Thank you for the message of Paul. Thank you for the wisdom of Pat Lelvis, a great leader, a great light in our church. I pray that we would heed this message, that we would um, be able to live it out as you intend us to. Bless our podcast, Lord, and bless this season as we study this great book from end to end, from doctrine to, even if you don't get it, accept one another. And uh, that you would lift us all up by that. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you all, podcast listeners, and have a great week. We'll see you soon.